Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, y'all. Bayou Benders here to talk to you about the latest from our sponsors, DraftKings. The NFL is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for week one. Bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly. No matter what, take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odd boosts. Plus, you can make every game a big game with same game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet in any week one game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 or older, NJIN or PA only, new customers only, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined by my wonderful co-host, Corey, the Bayou Benders. And this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. I am back after my week hiatus. I'm sorry I had to uh, prioritize some school stuff, but you know, as Corey alluded to uh, last episode, it was probably the best week I could have missed. Not too much to talk about. Uh, not too much to talk about here today either, but I guess I'll start with how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Uh, despite the world falling back into uh, quarantine, or well, they should at least in the U.S., but uh, I'm doing pretty, I'm doing pretty fine, dude. Uh, pretty good weekend. Uh, spent some time with a couple of my friends, uh, getting ready for my buddies, well, my cousin's uh, wedding coming up, so we had to do some stuff for that. Uh, I've just been kind of drinking a lot, uh, so it's been pretty fine. <laughs> I respect that. I mean, only a few weeks left of uh, summer, like fall approaches quick, so you kind of got to make the most of it, right? Yeah, I love fall though. So it's like, if with summer leaving, it's it's not as bad. But uh, mainly because it's just hot as fuck down here. Summer's like our summers, like fifty percent of the mosquitoes leave, 
in the uh, in the fall. So it's like that's that's <laughs> like my favorite time of the year. Um, and it's not so damn hot. It'll it'll stay humid, but it's it's a little bit more bearable. It's better for big people, you know. So so that's I guess that's why it falls into my favorite. But uh, yeah, we're we're trying to just uh, take every last bit uh, of some of that we can, a little bit of freedom we got, and uh, and enjoy it. Saints are coming back around, so uh, you know we'll probably be working on and off uh, weekends and stuff like that because the Saints game. Saints game, so uh, it's been fun not having to do it. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, I guess uh, where do you want to start today? Uh, I guess we can just jump right into the Hab stuff. Yeah, let's just – uh, no, I figured uh, we can save our, our ignorance if we have any. Uh, we'll save that, like, as an outro, I guess. Um, but I think it's better if we just get the Hab stuff, you know, taken care of. Um Folks, we do have uh, – thank you all so much for using our speak pipe. I'll mention it now and again at the end uh, for listeners once again. But, uh, folks, we have a speak pipe available, which is, if you all don't know by now, uh, it's, a, it's a way to leave us messages, 90-second long messages. So think of it as like a, a voicemail, and we can play your message on air and answer it for you all, especially at this time. It gives us something to talk about considering there's not a lot of news. But uh, you can always find our speak pipe for Habs Nightly at www.speakpipe forward slash habsnightly.com. And you literally press record on your phone, on your computer, wherever you want to do it, your tablet. Uh, leave us a message and it gives us something to talk about. But uh, we'll get to the message in, in just a little bit. But uh, yeah, we got like uh, two bits of Habs news. Um, and Sadly, I, I guess we got like what, like a month and a half left of, of probably not a lot of shit to talk about. But uh, finally, after like I think it was like what, like four or five months, Cole Caulfield uh, received this Hobie Baker Award uh, this past Thursday. Uh, pretty pretty special. Uh, Jesus, you and that fucking lighter. I know. I'm putting uh, it away. <laughs> oh man, you're such a fidgeter. Um, but yeah, it was like, I, I believe it was him, his family and some of, uh, some of the Wisconsin alumni, uh, went and played a little golf and stuff. So I'm sure that's a bit up your alley. Have you been playing golf re- recently, actually? I, um, so I kind of took a golf hiatus. Um, for those who don't know, I've, uh, been studying for, uh, a math exam, uh, basically to get into my course. So I've been kind of focused on that. I, uh, I'm taking leave of absence for school. I had like four shifts left called into every single one of them. Just been grinding for this math. So I haven't been out in like, like two weeks, I'd say, but I haven't been out honestly at very much at all this summer. It's been kind of sad, but I'm uh, going out today and I'll probably be probably be golfing every, every fucking day until I go to school. So Oh, yeah. But no, I haven't. I um, I haven't seen any of the NCAA golf or really anything on TV lately. Word, word, word. Uh, yeah, I don't know shit about golf other than I know that all I have to do is uh, learn how to learn how to send it on the fairway, and uh, I'll kick your ass on the greens. Uh, uh, I mean, game. you win and lose on the greens, my friend. I don't know, dude. I'm just there's just so much confidence and uh, 
what 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 word can I use? Uh, veteranness from just years of playing putt putt. I think I, I think I can play with the shittiest clubs and win too. I cannot wait <laughs> until we get a Habs nightly fucking <laughs> golf tournament going. Corey oh. gets his ass up here to Canada. We show him how it's done. Oh, anyway, <laughs> back to oh, it's gonna it's gonna be great though. It's gonna be some awesome video content, which uh, I still allude to in the works. Um, probably won't be uh, Corey. When do you when do you think we'll have that? Probably like probably I don't know, when, I, when probably like, COVID doesn't August. exist. I'll probably be in Ottawa. No, I mean the live like. Oh 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 podcast. oh my bad. Yeah yeah. Uh, probably once you settle down in Ottawa, especially with me settling down, getting uh, back to work and sorts and stuff like that, and and us really getting a better grip on on our time frames again is when we'll start uh, introducing that. But uh, this is a good segue just for a second in, in the midst of the cold call field talk. Uh, folks, we will be bringing back uh, THPN's legendary uh, after hours content, which will be hosted by yours truly, by you vendors. Um, and what it is, is it used to be around nine, nine at night at central. Uh, so you can math your way around that for your for your area. But uh, it's a lot of just content creators for the Hockey Podcast Network all together on one live stream and um, just kind of having a good time. Normally have a couple of pops on people smoking, ignorance like that. And uh, a lot of hijinks happen. Um, I wouldn't say that it strays away from hockey. There is a bit of hockey content that does pop up in it, but it's a, it's more or less just a – a way for us to bullshit and talk to talk to everyone and kind of de-stress after a week of of grinding through hockey material and it gives you you the listener a, a bit of a a face to the person you hear uh weekly and um you know a little bit of their personality with their like and stuff like that it's a lot of fun uh sometimes we do bring guests on if you ask questions they'll pop up and the entirety of the group will try to answer them uh to the best of their knowledge uh we love ones that spark controversy i think uh, we went on for like two hours uh talking if mark messier was truly a uh like should truly be a big a big name player as he is or was it the people around them that got him there and it sparked uh madness for about two hours it was really it was a really it was a really great time dealing with it uh the fucking new york rangers kids <laughs> just lost their fucking shit uh but anyway that'll be starting soon we actually uh, we'll probably be starting our first one this Friday coming up. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna attempt to do Fridays for now. Uh, Saturdays might be something that does come back. I just feel that it might help people. It you want to plan more stuff on Saturday, even even though COVID's going around and stuff like that. Your Saturdays you probably want a little bit more freed up. You come off after work on a Friday, get a little sloshed up, talk to some old friends, some veterans of the of the network and, and such, but uh, I figured uh, we'd throw a little, a little extra something into that. It, it's wonderful too. Cause I'm finally old enough to show up. <laughs> <laughs> finally legal drinking age. So yeah, I know they're a good time. Um, used to be run by Elijah of stick and rink. He's not with the hockey podcast anymore, but uh, I couldn't have left it in better hands. Corey, I think you're knocking out of the park and uh, I'm excited to uh, see it go down. It's gonna be interesting. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so back to the Hobie Baker. Um, I didn't realize they got a, a ring as well. 
with the uh, legendary fucking trophy. You Americans in your rings. Look, I never got a high. I never got a high school ring, and that's what this looks like. Uh, I swear, but no, it's pretty cool looking though. I swear, by the though, moon like, and the stars and the sky. You swear? No, you. You'll be there. You Southerners, you win one high school championship, and you wear that fucking ring for life. My school was not winning anything but women's <laughs> women's volleyball because they were fucking stacked. We went to uh, we went to a provincial championship off to once on the back of a uh, our goalie play like he was going off to play professionally in Portugal and uh, he also happened to score our only goal in four games uh, that's my biggest claim to flame in high school sports I guess well I think my high school did well basketball wise after I left because we had that any that uh, NBA player go there not even going to attempt to remember his name. I know it's not Ben Simmons, even though Ben Simmons comes to mind. You said he's like Australian or some he's, shit. He's from Sydney. Yeah. So um, that guy that went to Shaman High. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we did pretty decent. They, I think he was there for like a year. Uh, but the ring's fucking sick, even though, yeah, it looks like an SEC uh, championship ring, a national championship. But um, it's cool as fuck. And I mean, they really now, are they are they are they personalized or are they all the same? No, they're personalized. So the the middle of the ring has the Hobie Baker Award, and it looks like it's like encased in what looks like would be like a stadium. Um, so I guess and it, it's like a a fucking ice rink almost. Uh, and then it says the Hobie Baker Award around it. Cole Caulfield on the side, uh, Hobie Baker uh, winner. And then on the I mean, other side, sick. Wisconsin. It's got the Wisconsin Badges logo and then 2021 on it. So, I mean, it's pretty cool if someone's presenting you that along with, one, you know, the most coveted um, hockey trophy of of uh, college, you know, collegiate uh, hockey. But, I mean, they really – they definitely – I'm not going to say they couldn't have gone wrong because they could have. Uh, but, I mean, this dude – you remember we? I remember we talked about it last year that uh, Caulfield was having. I wouldn't say a rough start, but uh, Wisconsin was kind of having a quiet start. Um, Wisconsin the, had a horrible year. Yeah, <laughs> and then after after World Juniors uh, and the U.S. you know winning, he comes back and puts on a phenomenal show with the rest of the boys. Just kind of galvanized their season. Ended up, uh, I believe, finishing first place in the Big Ten. With yeah, with fifty-two points in thirty-one games, and uh, <laughs> he had thirty goals on the year. Hmm. Thirty so, and thirty-one, right, or something like that. Yeah, thirty. Uh, what he had fifty-two points, so he had thirty goals. You can make make whatever you can of that. I'm not. I'm not doing math. I'm not, I'm not doing <laughs> it's math. simple math, but I'm just not doing it. Uh, I'm not about to have this pause, and then I'm, I'll be too embarrassed to have to delete the pause so I don't sound as stupid. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it's what, what a year for uh, fucking Cole Caulfield, you know. But it's awesome he's finally getting um, this little bit of recognition. Um, I'm a bit sad though that you know because of COVID, it's probably couldn't have as as, as many people and and you know as big as they do up the Hobie Baker. It was probably a little bit more personal you know a little private, I, mean, private. Uh, I don't 
I don't feel that bad for Cole Caulfield. <laughs> what a year that guy's had. He's fucking won World Junior Gold, won the Hobie Baker, won the Big Ten, broken scoring records, professional debut, first professional goal, NHL debut, NHL first NHL goals, overtime winner, second NHL goals. Like the guys had a year. Twelve points in twenty playoff games. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> feel that bad for him. I think, yeah, like you'd expect, you'd hope that uh, you get that kind of crowd, that in person without COVID restrictions. But you know what? When he finally sees it next season, like the Bell Center, it's just gonna make it that much sweeter, right? Like. You know, you walk in, you think the buzz was crazy with that, with what, 1,500 fans? Or, like, I, I can't remember the quote. 1,500 is going to feel like 15,000, I swear to God. Like, I swear to God. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's going to be wild. <laughs> um, but moving past Cole Caulfield, not the only young American, uh, well, I guess, yeah, we'll still call him a prospect to uh, have done very, very well this year. Uh, we've raved about him a bit, but probably not as much because of Caulfield and all he kind of accomplished. But Sean Farrell won the, and I don't know the name for it, it's the award for the best um, USHL player. Um, do you know what the name of the award is? It's just slipping. the Dave Tyler Jr. Player of the Year. There you go. In the uh, USHL, um, obviously a hey. pretty big accolade. Like we were saying, only the second player in league history to top 100 points. <clears throat> he uh, topped 101, I believe. He, he just had a ridiculous year. 101 in 53 games, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, like, and a fourth-round draft pick. When he was drafted, Caulfield himself tweeted out. Steel. Steel. Which is caps. hilarious because he fucking plays with the Chicago Steel. Yeah, but... Yeah, so clearly it was a pretty good pick. He'll be playing in the NCAA this year at Harvard. So it'll be exciting to see him kind of progress. We have a bunch of prospects in the NCAA to watch if you're into NCAA hockey, which I'm going to guess. Because if you have e- e- I'm sorry to cut you off. If you have ESPN Plus, you can catch a lot of these college games. So say there's a guy like I wish I would have knew that last year for fucking Cole Caulfield. Because uh, I definitely would have been watching a lot more uh, Wisconsin games. Well, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, now with ESPN owning rights <laughs> to the NHL, <laughs> I'm sure that you're going to be able to find a lot more NCAA hockey. Uh, guys to watch out for Sean Farrell, um, Jordan Harris, Jaden Struble, you know, some big names for the Habs. Harris, you know, could have signed. Montreal was going to sign him after his season. He said, no, he wants to go back, be the captain, get his school. We respect that, but probably expecting a big year from him and he'll make an impact the following season. So some good prospects to watch down there. And I, I know I just good on Sean Farrell. Like I'm excited to see what he does at Harvard. Um, it's great to see, you know, a lot of our prospects have graduated to the uh, main roster, but the pool's still pretty deep. We got some top end guys down there. I wanted to mention too, it, it, it's, it's so crazy that, uh, because of COVID, because he was, if I'm not mistaken, he was supposed to start um, Harvard th- this past year. Yeah. But because Harvard dropped out, you know, the collegiate schools, you know, the, the big the Ivy League, the Ivy League out. dropped out. Yeah. So, I mean, this, that, that it's just pretty amazing that, you know, the year that might have been a, a letdown for him, and, you know, in the beginning, you know, like, oh, I'm not going on to like start them in the next chapter of my life. 
he uh, plays another season with Chicago and and literally breaks records. You know, it's what a, what a what a great end to uh, you know maybe a misfortunate, unexpected turn of events. You know. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, I think it's really just an opportunity. He was able to showcase that he can dominate. And he's, you know, and he did well his draft year. He got 56 points in 44 games as a 17-year-old. Like, Sean Farrell is a very, very high-skilled player, playmaker, great passer. To go out there and score, add 30 goals and 72 assists, I expect he's going to be a, a leading offensive force for that Harvard team. Um, I don't, honestly, I'm not sure if they have a lot of other NHL prospects. I think Jack Donato is on that team. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, I, I don't know a lot of guys off the top of my head. So I'm sure he's going to be, you know, kind of showcase leading that team. And, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how he performs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right too. Uh, yeah, maybe I can look that up for next episode. Uh, I just it would take me fucking forever today to find it. Um, also, a last little bit of news: um, Jake Allen's fundraiser, another successful ass fucking fundraiser for him. I believe he runs a golf, a uh, bit of a golf tournament, and it's uh, it's uh, benefits for the Fredericton and New Brunswick uh, community. So uh, you know, kudos what? to you- Jake Allen. You didn't butcher that name, and I'm kind of proud of you. Is that like, is that in the states or is that not? Fredericton. Yeah. New Brunswick's in Canada, bud. Okay, I figured. I, I'm thinking like Massachusetts kind of sounds right on the back end of it. So. No, New Brunswick. Uh, Jake Allen, interestingly enough, is the only NHL player from New Brunswick. Oh, that's Fredrick- fine. Fredericton's the uh, the capital of New Brunswick. It's probably. Oh, that's sick. New Brunswick might be the most forgotten province in Canada. Sorry, New Brunswick. That's it. Well, I mean, <laughs> at least they have their golden boy, Jake Allen, because Jake Allen is truthfully like one of the nicest fucking people, you know, that I've, that I've found as far as in the hockey community. Oh, New Brunswick's beautiful, too. Like, nice people. I don't even know what you'd call someone from New Brunswick. New Brunswickian? I don't know. Not great people. So not surprising. I feel like they'd hate that. A bronzy. A bronzy. <laughs> Who knows? There's, I, I don't even think there's a million people in New Brunswick, but fucking gorgeous place, right? Right uh, for our American listeners, north of Maine and, uh, you know, Vermont, that kind of area. It's on the East Coast. Fucking gorgeous province. Uh, great, personally. Corey, you're not going to be surprised why I love it. Golf courses galore. <laughs> oh it's beautiful um but yeah moving past jake allen um speaking of the pipeline our uh messaging service uh we got some questions from uh one of the great friends and awesome listeners on our podcast jason so i don't know if you want to play those or yeah 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 let's uh let's run the jason real quick and play this that way people can kind of get an understanding uh it's a bit funny uh jason messaged me a little bit after and he was like man i left the message and uh i listened back to it a couple of times he's like and i i don't like the way i sound and i laughed so hard because i was like i know your pain because like 
editing myself the first year and a half of, of doing oh. podcast work i was like <laughs> yeah. you sound so fucking stupid like constantly and uh i was just like look dude you sound prop like i didn't listen to it yet because i want to leave it fresh for when we heard it with you you know that's why we didn't do it last week but i was like dude i guarantee that yeah it sounds bad to you but no one else knows how you're supposed to sound and except for your friends and it's probably not that bad and that's what I've had to learn is that it's really your voice really isn't that bad when you hear it. You just critique yourself so much that you're like, oh, uh, God, I can't I can't do this. But uh, but anyway, we're going to play Jason's uh, Jason's message. And we want to thank Jason for sending a message because, uh, you know, he's you know, he's he's a diehard fan of us. And uh, we're happy that if anybody to, to kick us off with our new uh, speak pipe app uh, messenger might as well be fucking Jason. So anyway, folks, let's uh, let's play this recording. Hello, Habs Nightly. Before I get into my questions, I'd like to thank both of the wonderful hosts of Habs Nightly, Mason Dixon and Corey the Bayou Benders, for keeping me up to date with all that is Habs. Now to get into the questions. Firstly, what in the fuck is going on with Jasperi Cockney's contract? It's really stressing me out, boys. I'd like to think they're trying to find a bridge deal that works for both sides, but I also have a feeling MB could be up to something. Do you think there's a trade brewing, including KK and maybe a couple first overall picks for a fellow named Jack Eichel? And secondly, looking at this brutal Atlantic division, I'm wondering how we match up. Boston, Florida, Tampa, and Toronto are all going to want in. Where do you think we're going to land after 82 games? And please don't tell me the wild card race. Thanks again, guys, for answering my questions. Have a great one. <laughs> All right, fire. <laughs> well, Jason, it, it really didn't sound that bad, but I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, interesting questions. Uh, first off, uh, let's just let's just try to tackle this uh, this KK one. So. Uh, I mean, dude, I'm not going to lie, just because, you know, we have this we have this platform. Uh, I wish I was more of an insider. Uh, but, yeah, we're kind of all feeling a little left out in the blue. I don't know about you, Mason, but, you know, there hasn't been much information on KK uh, lately. How do, uh, how do you feel about it? I've heard nothing. Um, not that I'm an insider, but even, like, looking stuff up, Doing a like a quick Google search now, yeah. Like there, there's nothing, not nothing, essentially nothing. Um, but while I do think that's concerning, I will say too, it's Mark Bergevin. Like when contract stuff with Bergevin usually doesn't get leaked. I think that's why the the Dino situation at the start of last season was so mm-hmm. shocking to everybody. Um. Bergevin, for the most part, let's be honest, he keeps tight-lipped. Not a lot gets out. I'm sure the KK deal will get done. It's probably just some signing bonus bullshit. He's probably wants, you know, less less term, this, that. Like, it's some minor things. Realistically, Montreal submitted a qualifying offer. KK is not going to be playing anywhere else next season. I don't – he's not a PRV. I don't think he's going to do that. I think – He's finally got a secure role on this team. He knows he's the second line center. Mm-hmm. So why why give why give away your opportunity finally? Yeah, and 
in talking about the Jack Eichel possibility, personally, um, yeah, I'd trade for Jack Eichel in a heartbeat. I'd give up KK any, any day of the week. Um, I don't think Buffalo goes for it. And I think if you are trying to trade him, I think uh, you probably want him signed. You, I don't think Buffalo would want any sort of uncertainty. Um, yeah, I just think I, I think it's kind of non-factor. I don't think we should be too worried about it. I, I see KK in the Habs jersey next season. Yeah, and I believe what um, mid-September they're going to – well, actually, it might be beginning of September is when um, – when when the team practices are, are going to start back up, so I wouldn't be surprised if if in you know the next coming weeks, maybe three weeks, we might you know finally get a little bit of of um, of a little bit of news as far as KK uh, bridge deals possibility, but uh, the like you said, Bergevin moves are, are pretty quiet. Not a lot of rumors really surface. Um, I'd love Eichel on this team. I'm not going to lie, but it just – at this point, it feels like Eichel could get traded uh, closer to the, the trade deadline of this season coming up now than him being moved before uh, before the start of the season. Buffalo is fumbling the bag here. Yeah, terribly. Because what they need to understand – and it's a little off topic, but I think we haven't talked about the Eichel situation too, too much lately um, – Look, you guys, they're parting ways. There's no way in hell that relationship's saved. Mm-mm. Let him get his surgery. Because if you're trading him to a team, if he didn't budge for you, he's not going to budge for them. Eichel's getting that surgery one way or another. Let him get it and, you know, move him. You'll be able to because the longer they eat this up, the more, t- the more potential Eichel doesn't play at the start of next season. And when you're paying a guy, what's his cap hit? Nine mil? Ten mil? Mm-hmm. I think it's nine. Yeah, you want him to fucking play, right? Like, you don't – that's just a lot of cap space and that you're going to give up a lot of roster players and prospects. If he's not there for the first four weeks, six weeks, you might not make the playoffs. Like, you're going to have to give up a lot for him. I think Buffalo's really fumbling the bag here, which, you know, who's surprised there? I mean, it's Buffalo. Um, I also just, while we're on that subject, before we move on to, uh, the question of Habs in the Atlantic, I can safely say, I guess it kind of falls. We won't be last Buffalo's in our division. So there's that to look forward to. <laughs> um, but Owen power deciding to go back to Michigan. Now mm. I've seen people say Buffalo should be embarrassed. I don't think it's that bad. I think, uh, Matt Bernier, like all of the top guys are going back to Michigan this year. It's like the number one, two, four, and five picks are all from Michigan. They're going to dominate. They want to, they probably want, you know, it's a good year to do that. They didn't really get much development this season, but I do think it's interesting. Um, Owen Power, I remember when he was drafted, it was announced. I was like, I can't believe, like, <laughs> I can't remember the last time a first overall pick didn't play, right? And Turns out he's the first first overall pick to not go straight to the NHL since Eric Johnson in 2006. Mm. Um, also a defenseman. Eric Johnson's a solid player. I'm not saying Owen Power is going to become an Eric Johnson type bust, but it is. It's an interesting parallel. I'll have. To, I just got to point that out. I. I think Owen Power is a great player. I don't think I. We haven't. We didn't really discuss it. I don't know if he was. 
my guy for Buffalo at number one. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's, I actually like it. Um, you see a lot of these top top guys throughout the years that are, are still pretty quiet, you know. Uh, so why not Why not go get a little bit of an education and, you know, oh, I, I, I guess totally. develop develop a little bit further before you, you, you step foot in here. And especially uh, on a team like Buffalo, you know, uh, let's just say like, like, uh, like uh, what's his name? Uh, Jack Hughes, right? So Jack Hughes is a phenomenal player, but until, you know, this season coming up, um, New Jersey really hasn't had a team around him for him to elevate his, his play. And, and granted, he's, he's very, he's very good on that team, but it's like, you know, maybe if, maybe if he continued his, his development, you know, came into the league a little bit more well-rounded, who knows? Some people are just ready for it right off the bat. I like the integrity and the, the matureness of Bowen power to be like, I'd like to. I'd like to go back to. Uh, where is he playing? Uh, Michigan. Michigan. I'd like to go back to Michigan and and you know finish up what I wanted to do there. So I actually I actually like that commitment. You know, it shows that you know he's. I'm not gonna say he's dumb like he's not capable of thinking on his own, but he took the time to think about it and said like this is more this is important to me right now and I need to get this done. So kudos to him, man. No, I I respect I agree with him mm-hmm. wanting to go back i just i if i were for him personally i'd fucking stay there for four years and resign with another team <laughs> oh, fuck like how many rebuilds do you need jesus christ i i feel so bad for buffalo i want honestly I want nothing but the success for him but like I, it's getting to a point where it's like you'll never get success because you never change well no everyone's talking about and we'll get into it later. You know, Arizona might get moved, blah, 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 Glendale. You know what the league should do? Fucking kick the Sabres out, give Arizona that arena, and tell Buffalo to move on. They're they're a joke. It's, yeah, I mean, like I said, I can safely say we won't finish last in the Atlantic. So uh, I guess moving on to that question. Um, That's a great question uh, because we really haven't, we haven't had to think about the Atlantic in uh, a year. Oh, I've been thinking about it. Well, I mean, we haven't had to really bring it up. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh yeah, I guess you're right, but the East is the new beast. Um, you look at the West, there's some superpowers. I think Colorado is easily my favorite again. I think Vegas got worse, but I think there's still a superpower. But outside of those two teams. Like, realistically, they're the only two teams I think you could classify as favorites. The rest of the fucking monsters of the league are all in the East. Um, I like how you mentioned hopefully not a wildcard spot, Jason. I don't think Montreal makes. <laughs> I don't think they get a wildcard spot. You'd have to finish up ahead of Carolina, Washington, Pittsburgh, Philly, New York, the Islanders. And even New Jersey, like, I just don't – the Metro's – there's only one of those teams in the Metro that I don't think genuinely has a chance at the playoffs, and that's Columbus. I don't even think they're that bad. That that division is terrifying. The Atlantic, if it weren't for Detroit and Buffalo being as god-awful as they are, 
I think, you know, I don't think the Sens are going to make it, but I think they're going to be annoying this year and they're definitely going to be great years to come. It's a scary division. Florida got better. That's the thing. Most of the teams got better too. Florida got better. Tampa got worse, but Tampa, right? They're going to make the well, playoffs. Tampa's probably going to finish first in the fucking division again. I think, yeah, I think Florida. I think Florida's going to win. I don't know. Like, okay. I feel that, but like, what did they what did they take in for Dreger? Who literally Yeah, they have Spencer Knight. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're I just right. think I just like if you look at that team, I think realistically they're just um what Tampa was before Tampa figured it out. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um like I look up and down their um. Let me just look up their stats from last year. Are we on Florida? Florida Panthers. Yeah, they've got and Joel Quenville for starters. Yeah, I think he's just a big factor. Like Huberto really stepped it up last year. Barkov is Barkov. Carter Vergehi, um, is phenomenal, and he came out of nowhere. That's a great number two center. Um, Patrick Hornquist is still great. I think he compliments them well. They've got Duclair on a deal. Mackenzie Weger really came out of his shell. Aaron Ekblad is still a force to be reckoned with. And I think, honestly, the biggest kind of under the covers, you know, guy that people aren't going to think about, Sam Bennett was long, for a long time in Canada, especially Calgary, called a bust. And thought of as a big bust. Maybe that change of scenery did it for him. 15 points in 10 games. You know, I think we kind of forget because Florida was out of the playoffs quick. And, you know, the season, for as short as it was, it kind of felt dragged out. Hey, Corey? Yeah, especially but, towards the ass end of it. Yeah, but do you remember Sam Bennett? Only played yeah, 10 he- regulars. He was a god. I picked him up in fantasy. He basically <laughs> won it for me. He went off. Yeah, he uh, I think he scored like a hat trick and stuff like that. Um, I think he scored two, right? Like he maybe it wasn't two. I know he had another like multi goal game. He just he went. All off. I know is that it, it's one of those good stories where it's like the guy finally gets a chance to change. Um, I guess the path that he's he's kind of walking down, right? He's, he's mm-hmm. everyone's saying he's a bit of a letdown. He finally gets a bit of fresh air and just. Here's here's that hidden talent that's been locked away because of, you know, poor placement or, or you know, you can call it whatever you want. But, you know, uh, a fresh start. <clears throat> and here he is, you know, can go from – I mean, what was he state, stated at? Like a third line. I'm sure he could have eventually made it to the top pairing. Well, yeah, and that, a guy like that needs playing time, right? And yep. once he gets it, he produces. Um. Yeah, I think – I just think they're a great team. I think they're going to do well. Um, outside of Florida, uh, Boston lost Krejci. I think they're definitely weaker down the middle. Top line's insane. Uh, they've got some phenomenal defenders. We'll see what happens in net. Um, who did they sign? They signed someone to replace kind of a backup for Tuca. Was it – um? Oh, I'm drawing a blank here. Corey, can you help me out? Or I am thinking as well because uh, I was, really uh, don't fucking follow. Linus Allmark from Buffalo. Okay, okay. Who is 
a really good goalie. It's just he was in Buffalo. I think he'll do well in Boston. I really do. I don't think I mean, he's he, he did pretty decent in Buffalo when, <laughs> like, he had, like, some momentum around him. Oh, he – I think he's – he should have been the, like, I don't know. The I, I, picked up an, I picked him up in fantasy, like, a couple times. Like, you know, Anyone was- that can put up a uh, 917 save percentage in Buffalo last year and then a 915 the year, like, the guy's – he's good at hockey. You have to be to do that in Buffalo. I think he'll play well there. Um, we've already mentioned Tampa, Toronto. I don't, I don't think Toronto got better. I think losing Hyman, you know, that's tough, but I don't think they got that much worse and say what you want about the playoffs. I think they're going to choke again. I don't think they're built for the playoffs. They didn't change much. Um, if anything, I think they got worse in the playoffs. We'll see. Experience does matter. But you cannot deny how effective they are in the regular season. And they've slotted finishing second right behind Tampa, but I think it'll be a close race. I've got – I mean, if you want to name your top four, I've got Florida, Tampa, Toronto. And if I'm optimistic, I say Montreal. But if I'm realistic, I say Boston. Really? So I, I honestly, I don't think Montreal is going to make the playoffs this year. I have, uh, I have Tampa, Toronto, uh, Florida, Habs as the wild card. I just don't think Habs are going to make. Like I don't think, even if Habs make four, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Heard that? I just can't. I just can't see. I cannot like those the like who in the metro who do you got top three, the Islanders, Carolina, and I don't know Pittsburgh like, and then you've still got to deal with the Rangers, the Flyers, the Cap. Like I just don't think Montreal any team in the Atlantic can do better than that. Right. But I mean, optimistically, I think they could finish fourth. I don't think they're going to crack that top three. I think the top three is pretty set. We we had the. Different order, but the same top three, right? Um, I think. Florida, it's Toronto, Tampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, to answer, I guess, in the longest way of answering your question, Jason, I think Montreal is going to finish fourth or fifth in the Atlantic. Um, I think it'll be a growth year, though. In a weird way, I think it'll be good for us. Um, I think realistically this year, like normally I'm cheering for team success, I'm going to be cheering for individual stats. Individual uh, development. <laughs> yeah, like if Suzuki can go off and hit 70 points this year, that'll be great. If KK can get to maybe 50, um, Caulfield, you know, Calder Trophy, Hunt, as long as he's in the hunt, I don't even care if he wins, as long as he's close. He has a good year, maybe pots in 20, 25, 30 goals. 30, I don't want to expect 30, but, you know, you, you, it's called, you kind of – if he can have a great year like that, that's awesome. If we see Romanoff play, and uh, I think a personal, a personal uh, must-watch for me is if Petrie can put up like seventy points and win the Norris, I'd be. Exhilarated. I was so excited that uh, like the the first couple of weeks of, of hockey last year when like he was just he was just like Norris, everyone's Norris candidate. Uh, 
Jeff Petrie. I was like, please, this would be like so phenomenal for his career. And I still, I still think he's got uh, next year, especially without Weber. Mm-hmm. Like, and playing with Edmondson, I think is only going to help. Edmondson gets dogged on all the time, and amazing ooh, signing, like, great, great, great term. Like, I don't fucking care what analytics say. I'm looking with my eyes, and Petrie was a god with him. Okay, so I, that's there's a correlation there. And Edmondson really helped him, and Petrie, you know, his play fell off. I think Petrie lost Norris conversation because Ducharme took Edmondson off his parent hmm. to try and help Weber. You're right. You're right. Oh, because uh, I remember that's what we bitched about for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. But uh, yeah, so I don't know what you think, though. I'm interested. Why do you think Montreal? Because maybe you're just more optimistic than I am. Or is there like something I'm missing? Like you think they genuinely have a shot at the playoffs? So I, I think back to like, uh, what was that? Two years ago, uh, right before the bubble. Well, actually, it, at the start of this, it'll be three years. We, we finished one point out of the playoffs. Um, I think players like Suzuki and Caulfield, are going to squeak those like we might not win the game or 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 so heavy or or force OT. I think that that forcing OT stuff is is quite common with us and I wouldn't be surprised if we were pretty close to leading the fucking league in that again. Um I just think that if Cole Caulfield really has a breakout and shines this year, I don't see why those extra the extra goal or the extra couple assists from him doesn't push us to OT a couple of times in the season that force us ahead of a team that's just doing doing pretty decent, but not, you know, forcing OTs on, on bad nights. I see what you're saying. I um I think I just <clears throat> sorry. I just um I don't think losing Deno and Tatar like we, while I I think it was for the best, Tatar maybe not. I think you work to keep one of them. I think him and Hoffman are. If I honestly, I think Hoffman has more offensive potential, but I think what they, both sides of the puck, I think Tatar honestly brings was a more. bit more well-rounded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and analytically, he's he's amazing, right? Um. However, I just don't think that you can really replace those two that well. Losing, you know, losing Weber, like, I think it's good for the team. Brings a lot of salary cap off the books. But he's hard to replace. And David Savard is a great signing. He's a great player. He's not going to replace Shea Weber. This is not going to happen, right? So do I think do I think the team's better no, I think we're going to be because of those moves, but I think it might be a step back this year. I think fans are pretty galvanized because of that Stanley Cup run. You know, it's exciting and it's going to be one that I'm going to remember for my entire life. But let's not have our expectations be, all right, we need to win now. Because I think that's unrealistic. Yeah, no, I don't think we're in a win now situation. I could see like getting snubbed out of the playoff race by like a point again or or, you know, just like a, a three points or something like that, a game behind or just a, a first round exit, you know, just against a, a very, 
a very competitive team just getting slotted bad. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just – I don't think that – yeah, like like Weber gone, that, that's tough. Um, losing to no, that's, that's – I wouldn't say it's even tougher, but as far as um, forcing OTs, I think the no <coughs> is, is – is, that's a hidden talent of his is to just keep the game uh, as close to level as it can be when, you know, it's completely out of our, out of our control. He, he is a difference maker. And I think an extra point, uh, an extra half a million to a difference maker like that was worth it. But um, mm. yeah, you really can't take shit like that back. Uh, Thomas Tatar, like you said, uh, great analytically, uh, I think a bit, a little bit more well-rounded than Hoffman, but at times when we lose games because we can't find the back of the net, it, it makes sense to make a move like this, especially with the youth coming in that is so dominant offensively. Um, I still see us just performing well enough to to at least meet criteria to get into the playoffs, whether or not a, a team has, you know, excels past the, you know, the medial average of what is it, like 90 points or something like that. Um I just don't see us – I see us taking a break like you're saying. I just don't think it's going to be as far of a setback. Yeah, like I, I like how you said you want to – to you, it feels like it'll be more of a, a personal goals for watching players and stuff like that and then them having their developmental growth and, and learning to – learning basically – I wouldn't say a new system, but, you know, this is somewhat of a new team. Um, and getting a feel for it, I think this is this is a uh, a touch and feel season, and next season is it could be the one where we're like, okay, um, the the bearings are back in place and stuff like like stuff like that. Let's get back into this momentum. Yeah, I t- I can agree with that. Like I, just, I think I that guess... we could keep the momentum, but it ain't going to be like a full. You're not stepping your foot all the way on the gas. You know, it's just slight. Keeping it, keeping it steady, keeping it going, and not you know wasting it. I guess I will say I think Montreal has the potential to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't bet money on it. I guess is what I'm saying. I think okay. it will be more of a de- developmental year, but I don't. I'm not out here. I'm not. I guess I could have phrased it better. I don't think Montreal is a shit team. I don't think they're a bottom. F- I just think that. This is a good year for yeah, for a good year for growth. And growth, and with the circumstances, it's like, look, we're missing, uh, you know, our, one of our top D. We've very much just changed the the complexity uh, of our first line and our 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 biggest component in Philip Deneau's defensive capabilities. So this team has a new identity and has to learn how to play with it. So it's mm-hmm. going to take time. So I don't expect. Wrong. What I'll, I guess what I'll say is I'm not expecting Montreal to be fucking in the running for a, sal- uh, a, a draft lottery pick. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. That's, I like that. Okay. I'm expecting them to draft like, f- like I'm seeing them to barely miss the playoffs, I guess is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. But I, I think we've kind of beat this into the ground a little bit. Um, we'll just, uh, it's kind of been a long episode too, hasn't it? Yeah, it's a bit long, but, you know, uh, that's what happens when we haven't talked in, like, three weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we end up just shooting a shit. But, uh, I, yeah, uh, I want to thank uh, Jason – fuck it, I'll say Jason John Bent, because that's what his, uh, his ad is on fucking uh, – on Twitter. 
But uh, we want to thank Jason for sending in something like this. This is a fucking game changer, Jason, because look at how long this fucking episode is now. And it's pretty much thanks to your your question. And we hope that the rest of uh, Habs Nightly fans um, take a little take a little action from Jason. Give us something to talk about. Um, and once again, our speak pipe can be found at www.speakpipe.com forward slash habsnightly.com uh if you guys forget that or uh my my uh my dialect is a bit off because it's fucking southern twang uh and you can't hear it it is in the description of our episode so say you're on this episode you can just read the description whether you're on spotify uh i whatever the i itunes one is uh that's how fucking old i am itunes whatever whatever apple apple one is uh google any way you find this, if you look into our descriptions, it's in a bold, it's in bold printing where you can find it. Uh, send us some. Uh, be like Jason. Yeah, and this was great too because we got on to a, you know, it was a great conversation just from a prompt too. And it's like anything, like writing, writing essays, uh, writing mo- like anything. Prompts are so helpful, mm-hmm. and you know we like interacting with you guys. Uh, we constantly encourage it. Uh, on any social media, whatever. This is just another way to interact. And, uh, you know, it's fun for us too. We get questions that maybe we wouldn't consider um, maybe new perspective on things. And uh, it's just great to hear from you guys. So uh, hopefully uh, some of you will uh, follow Jason's lead here, kind of uh, give us some questions. Uh, We'd love to answer them. So uh, yeah, thanks you. Thank you once again, Jason. And uh, just moving on to some stuff uh, to kind of wrap up the episode. uh, I guess we'll talk about... uh, the king, the king officially announcing his retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, what a career. I fucking hated Henrik Lundqvist. From <laughs> I, mean, I swear, I'm not going to lie. I feel that so, so hard. <laughs> from 2012 to 2016, when we kept meeting the Rangers in the playoffs, I fucking hated him. But that's just a sign of how great he is mm-hmm. as a player. A classy human as well. Wishing him all the best in retirement and in his health. And uh, yeah, just, you know, off to the hall, first ballot. Yeah. Also, uh, I like that. Um, what What's his name? Um, what's uh, Vancouver's old, old goalie? Um, Roberto. Luongo. Yeah, Luongo. Um, as soon as the, the announcement's made, Luongo on Twitter puts, uh, you know, Two, you know, uh, two goalies, no cup. Um, I mean, both of them probably Hall of Famers. Uh, we should start a podcast. I, I love that because, uh, yeah. you know, we we have a we have a um, a goalie podcast on THPN. Um, I believe it's called Tendy Talk, and, it, and it's really fun. It's a great listen. Um, but but imagine like two elite players like that just shooting the shit. Like to to really like dive into the mind of the fucking goalie. Uh, you don't want to dive into the mind of a goalie. <laughs> but I mean, think you about it. There's, there's really not, there's really not a podcast that has like two like giants of, of the NHL um, goalies hey, where you could break into the business that were fucking superstars in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I'm just saying, uh, I think I think it'd be a great it'd be a great insight because I mean, dude, think about it. Like both both of them have been 
have had tremendous careers, it'd be it'd be so awesome. Like I'm a big fan of Ken Dryden's The Game, and it's really the book's phenomenal. Basically, uh, to me at least, is that I like how personal it is. It felt like as you were reading it, you were reading it as like the internal thoughts of Ken Dryden, which is I believe what he wanted. Uh, imagine that in a fucking podcast and not just a, a guest appearance, you know, that that's, yeah. that's where I'm at, you know, like, like Lundquist talking about game, I think what uh, game, game six against, uh, against, I don't even think they got the game six might've been like game five against Tampa before Tampa met Chicago uh, in uh, 2015, you know, so, something like that. Like, mm-hmm. I just I, I love listening to goalies like, uh, you know, kind of how, how they analyze situations like this. But uh, anyway, yeah, I'd, I'd like to. Uh, I hated fucking Henrik Lundqvist and the fucking Rangers for uh, the past fucking five. Uh, yeah, like you said, like 2012 to five. Oh, I still hate the Rangers. I They have grown on me a little bit. I think it's the just because of, it's just because of NHL. You know, uh, the game was so fucking broken last year. You got drafted first, even if you shit the bed and didn't even fucking play. Actually, you just I simmed. Drafted, I got drafted second. Second? Who'd you go to? Ottawa? L.A. L.A.? Gross. Yeah, uh, but I don't – you talk about – you know, can we – let's just bridge on to that because that's our next fucking problem. Anyway, thank you, Henry. Thank you, Henry Klonquist, for, like, breaking my heart. But uh, for a phenomenal career, you deserve every bit of the easy life, so – Let's go into fucking shitty NHL, uh, EA. Can can I lead us off? Because you reminded me of something. Yeah. Uh, like not a Nickelback song? Not only is that fucking game broken, okay, and shit and awful, I got drafted, and they I can't believe they still haven't fixed it. I don't know if this is just me. Maybe it's my game, but I'm, it's like every game – I get drafted by a team like uh, LA. I got drafted by second overall, right? Mm-hmm. And Quinton Byfield's my fucking line mate. How the fuck is Quinton Byfield on the team when I got drafted second overall? <laughs> like, dude, like, oh, it just grinds my gears. Like, just how? It's so stupid. They just insert you into the fucking game. It's dumb. But um, talking about NHL 22 – the uh, my first problem is the cover. Austin Matthews was your cover athlete in NHL 2020, and now he's your cover athlete again. And I'm sorry, but how in the world has EA had fucking Sidney Crosby in this league since 2005, and they haven't put him on a goddamn cover yet? Gross. Or. You know, you've got a Nathan great McKinnon. goalie in Tampa. Nathan McKinnon, Vasilevsky. Yeah, Vasilevsky, Pasta, <laughs> Pernarin. Kirill Kaprizov. Like, Kaprizov. I understand you might not want to do Kaprizov because mini, right? They want – it's a Toronto thing. But, like, holy shit. They, this, they, game, this game, like, when I saw it come out, I don't mean to cut you off. I was like, this is definitely, like, TSN presents NHL 22. Like – well, I remember the first thing I said to my buddy Rye, I go, Oh, they've been they've just been reselling us the same game every year. They thought they could just slip and they've slipped it by us. They were like, fuck it, we won't change the cover either. 
what's so gross about it too is that we as 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 a collective right so thpn uh for a little bit did like uh like we did streaming uh that was so fun i want so fun and i wish we yeah we should definitely do this stuff again but uh on xbox we were running um you know online teams and we all played a uh a position and shit like that. Uh, and it was super fun. We were playing NHL 20. You know, this is the beginning of COVID. I remember uh, I came back in February, you know, at the, I think the ass end of February uh, to get back to work. And, uh, and on my, on my breaks and stuff like that, when I came home, we all would play this. We're still in fucking COVID, right? We're still like the, the world's still in disorder. And we have Austin Matthews back on the cover again. It's like it, it truly like NHL 21 feels like it doesn't exist. And it's just <laughs> it's just Austin Matthews fucking mustache man of the year. It's fucking just encroaching on my fucking gameplay. And I doubt they made enough changes for me to even want to fucking buy this game because, you know, I'm I buying it. I fucking sinker fell for fucking 21. I was like, oh, my God, they've revamped the fucking the my player the best fucking thing since they've gotten rid of uh you know the 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 franchise shit that was Mm -hmm. better back in the day i think they took it out in like 15 or some shit um and it was bullshit it's the same repetitive dumb stuff i felt so bad for panarin you want to go get a fucking corn dog while we're in philly no i fucking don't but if i tell you no our team morale is going to go down so yeah i'm going to get a fucking corn dog after i just scored my fucking 12th hat trick in fucking three games, you know, like just dumb shit like that. Oh, the player interactions. Gross. Oh, dude, some, some of them were with they, the dumbest players. They're annoying. It's like they're supposed though it's a cool concept, but when it's fucking annoying, throwed into your face nonstop. And it's like okay. Um, they had if they if they were just gonna they tried to recycle what they did in NHL 14, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. NHL 14 was an amazing via pro. But if you're going to recycle it, at least recycle it correctly. You did you did a watered-down Walmart version of it. It's just fucking brutal. And, you know, some of our listeners might not care, but our NHL talk, if, if so, they've probably turned us off by now. But you guys, you guys know how we feel. Like, it's so annoying. If you're going to charge me 90 fucking dollars, 110 bucks, and it's just the same game. They haven't even changed the engine since NHL 15. They're using Frostbite for NHL 22 again. It's fucking outdated. It's just disgusting. And Gross. beforehand, Corey and I were uh, looking at EA uh, FIFA 22. Oh, it, it looks phenomenal. And the only – it's just – it's disheartening to see how little they care about hockey. And the reason it's like that is because FIFA has competition. Mm-hmm. They have pests, and so they have to make it good. EA is, you know, they're like any massive company. If they don't have to change, they won't. They're like the fucking cell companies in Canada. Bell and Rogers charge up the ass because they're the only two. EA does the same thing, and they don't have to change. Mm -hmm. And it's so frustrating. I wish 2K could, like, get their NHL rights back. I don't even know if they – they probably don't even want it, realistically. But, yeah, the NHL continually – it's just – ugh. It just puts a sour taste in my mouth. It just feels like you're paying for a roster update. Like what I'm yeah, yeah. You you're 100 percent right. It's no no new graphics overhaul. Uh there's gonna be no they're gonna they're gonna say, oh, we we've we've spent more hours uh 
making the game feel even realer by, you know, adding something that's going to be super minuscule that you're not going to fucking notice. Or something that you're going to fucking hate, like player interactions. Yeah. Um, one thing about the player interactions I fucking hated was that there was – it. you need to make it fun for me a little bit, right? There wasn't enough challenges. Like, if this dude's like, I put money on the fucking board, uh, I need you to score blankety blank blank, um, or you're, you're fucking going to go down and, you know – and team morale or some shit like that. Make it, make, give me more of those instead of like, hey man, we're in fucking New York. Let's go look at a fucking art museum. Yeah, one hockey player says, let's look at an art museum. I'm sorry, Panarin. I fucking, <laughs> I love you. And, and you're the best fucking line mate I have, but I don't want to do that. But if I fucking say no, oh, my team morale goes down. My management shit goes yeah, the down. Thing is it doesn't so matter. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. But I'm I'm a fucking emotional idiot, and I'm like can't really hurt his feelings. He'll fucking suck the next twelve games. So here I am going to a fucking art museum, paying for everyone's fucking coffee, buying their fucking tickets to get these boosts that make no fucking sense. They don't do shit for you. But I'm just gullible enough to fucking continue to press yes. And you know what bothers me the most though is even if you do well, like you. I think I uh, I had 150 points at least each of my three seasons. I was all excited, right? Going to get a new contract. I get offered $1 million. <laughs> It's like, what? It's like a one-year, like, and, like, it's just uh, ridiculous. Dude, on, on top of that, another thing. If I'm the best player in the fucking league, you're telling me only two teams, you're going to cap me at two teams wanting me? Yes, it's like every fucking Gross. team, and one of the teams is the team I'm on. Yeah, so it's like, oh, I get one, I get one, I get one escape. Okay, that's oh, brutal. It's it's disgusting. <sighs> and then here's another one, and it, it's so minuscule, right? Can't wait for NHL 20, 2025 when it's just Austin yeah, Matthews when... in an Arizona Coyotes jersey. Oh my god. Uh, if you if you're not doing anything to this game and just giving us a new game, uh, so you're paying all these people to develop a, a brand new game that's just drag and drop the previous year, actually the the previous three fucking years ago. How are you not using uh, real coaches? We got the standard one bald fat guy, one <laughs> young guy, one guy with gray hair. You, they have women now. I'll okay, and women. That. That's that's awesome, but. That being said, though, how hard is it to make a Joel Quenville? You know, how hard is it? I to feel make... like it's uh, it's uh, they don't have the rights. Okay, but at least give me more than than the same three coaches that have been in the league. Well, you know what? Actually, no, keep they can't it. even because they, that's they... that's how the NHL works. We don't we don't fucking get any youth, any new ideas, and we just cycle the same fucking coaches. I mean, so I guess that's the, the idea. They marketed their whole NHL twenty one was marketed on <coughs> sorry marketed on be a pro. And how revolutionary it is. And it's the same fucking default player model faces since NHL 14. Oh, my God. Where are the beards? Where are the fucking beards? At least in 14, you could, like, there were, like, sliders and you could customize Mm -hmm. your face. You you can't, you can't customize the face. It's, you have to pick it. Yeah. It's not, it's not revolutionary in video games to... I think it's pretty bog standard to have sl- like at least sliders that you can mess with the face. Have you seen 2K? 
Yeah. I have 2K19, and you could scan your face and put your – it would make your face for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I, it, I it remember, just shows they don't, they don't give a fuck about it. You know? Do you remember Rainbow Six New Vegas or whatever? I never played it, but continue. Could, that, it was like what, – what year was that? Like 2012. It was old. Mm-hmm. You could scan your face and put it in that. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I had M- the last NBA game I bought was uh, 2K13, and it crashed like mid-season. And I was like, I'm never buying a 2K game again. But you could put oh, your face in that God. fucking game. I love 2K. 2K is so fun. Can't it's... do it anymore. Fucking. I think. I think they're basketball they're... guy. I just think that the yeah. game is fun. I think their be a pro is what every game yeah. strives to fucking be, and it's crazy how. Uh, three of those games are in the same company and it's just like no it's this is only entitled to uh 2k and then what uh, other games does 2k own oh never mind I, I'm, I'm tripping i'm thinking ea uh, yeah 2k is its own company well yeah so 2k does a great job uh i'm not gonna lie mlb that was the first game i played because it was the first time i was on xbox i think their their customization is pretty good even as far as i'll say this uh if if uh Chell could get the uh, logo creator of uh, MLB the show would be, would be huge. I love making teams. I love, uh, I love customizing and artwork and stuff like that. And, and, and layouts of jerseys. That'd be amazing. Um, I would love MLB the show, but I hate, I can't play it anymore because it's broken. Like I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll stop playing it. You know, but it was like, fun. No, but before. all the challenge, none of the challenges work for me. So I can't, I can't progress any further. Like I can't make my player any better. Right. I've literally, I've trained, you know how you can only train up to 50. Mm-hmm. I've trained it all, but like the challenges, it's like hit, hit a double. My guy has like 200 career home runs. I think I've hit a, a, at least one double, but it hasn't ticked off. So I was just like, fuck this. <laughs> but, and the, but I was playing the franchise mode and it's so full. Like I enjoyed it. But I play video games to just chill. There's so much to do in that franchise. <laughs> like, it's almost too um, realistic. Like, and I think it's just because there's so many players. You have, like, you have to manage, like, fucking hundreds of, like, 100 players. It's just, ugh, too much. Um, but I guess we'll leave it with uh, Arizona leaving Glendale. Um, City of Glendale's kicking Arizona out of their arena after next season. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I think it's a boneheaded move by the city. Uh, that stadium has been selling out recently or before COVID. Um, the youth programs in Arizona have produced three Arizona born first round picks this last draft. Matthews, you know, big face of that in recent years. Um, I just don't really understand what's going on. It seems like that organization, you know, like I, <laughs> It's almost cliche for me to shit on them now because I always do. What the fuck are you doing, Arizona? Every single time they get out of the media circus, the media spotlight, something else happens. So it'll be interesting to see what goes on. I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, move them to the Nordique. Um, personally, I think I think hockey needs to stay in Arizona because of the, you know, the uh, Sun Devils, the university program is great they're doing well um i'd be ashamed to see that much work kind of be uprooted 
Uh, but uh, I can't, gotta say, I would love to see the Nordique return to Quebec. It'll never happen. No, if if Arizona's moving, I'd see like Houston or it's some, Houston. something like that. Yeah, it'll never happen. Gary Bettman and the league do not. I don't think they want. I don't get it. I don't understand it because Quebec would sell out time and time again. I don't know if Montreal's against it. It's a possibility, but I think it'd be great for the league. They'd have established rivalries. Mm-hmm. Canadians Nordique would instantly become a classic all over again. Right. Like I just, uh, it'd be great to see. I think they already have the rink. Uh, I'm, I'm, I love the thought of the Nordique, but I realistically, it'll never happen. I just hope Arizona figures out what they're doing. Cause I don't think, uh, I don't think Texas needs another hockey team. Personally, I wouldn't like to see one in Houston. I, I'd rather stay right in Arizona. I'd love one in Houston. That would be only five and a half hours away from me. How how far are you from Dallas? Dallas and Nashville are seven hours away. One of them, seven hours and 20 minutes. <clears throat> I just don't, I don't know. I, I've never, I have no idea why. Okay. So don't, I don't, I can't explain it. I just don't like Houston. <laughs> have you fucking been to Houston? I'm, I've never been to Houston. I just don't like it. Great time. Great time Houston is, man. Is it? I love Houston. Uh, except for when I had to evacuate there. Uh, the kids there fucking suck. Um, but Houston, Houston's a great fucking town to visit, dude. Uh, a lot of fun shit to do. Well, uh, all their all their sports organizations, I think it is. The, the fucking... Well, yeah, yeah. They get the fucked Houston, out of that. The Houston Astros. Was that the ball team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the fucking... The, garbage can pot uh bangers and shit yeah the and the texans like they i just watching jj watt rot there kind mm-hmm. of breaks my i don't know i i just fucking hate houston fuck you houston well houston deserves uh a fucking sport that's worth a shit again I mean, fuck enough. football and uh fuck fuck the astros fuck yeah. the uh, baseball so fun to play but so yeah i i love playing baseball growing up, up. I would rather watch paint dry than watch a game of baseball. I'm not going to lie. I do enjoy the college world series. Uh, that shit's awesome. Um, but I feel that I'm not a big, maybe, maybe if I was in person, like if I went to a game, I'd, I'd probably it's like, no, have you ever been, have you ever been to a ball game? Not, not major. Don't, uh, don't No, dude. I love getting fucked no, up. So it's, it, but it's just not like me. I went to a Jays game. I remember I was, I was first row on the third baseline because one of my, I was with some, I don't know, I was like eight and this kid was like loaded and his parents spoiled him. I was eight. I mean, I was like, no, I was older than that. I was like probably like 12. And I, I like, Corey, like I had the full fucking experience. I like high five, like one of the outfielders came in. We, he like gave us like a fist bump. I like, I caught a foul ball. Like I had the full fucking experience and I remember sitting there like looking up and going like, Oh my God, it's only the fourth inning and like wanting to leave. Like I couldn't imagine like sitting like up in the fucking nosebleeds, like not, I don't know. I just, it's just boring. Like, <laughs> Okay. I, I do not recommend. <laughs> All right, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Fuck it. 
Like, I mean, I'm sure if you got fucked up enough, it could be anything could be fun if you get fucked up enough. Right. But like, I would rather I would I would honestly rather watch paint dry than because that would probably end quicker than a mm. baseball. Game. Okay. Jesus. Like, oh, here, just hear me out. Could you imagine going to like an eight o'clock start time baseball game, right? And it goes to like the fifteenth or fourteenth inning. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I would want to shoot myself. <laughs> It'd be horrible. <laughs> but I mean, you're, you're, you can leave. You know, like you can straight up yeah, fucking you, roll out. You probably paid like fucking four hundred dollars for your fucking ticket and your fucking food and like. Okay, I, I can I can understand that. But I think we're totally we're losing the mark here. So I think it's a good time to call it. <laughs> call it quits when you get going off like this. So um unless you have any parting words, we'll have to enter here. Uh no, send us stuff on speak uh speak pipe. So the off season's a little bit more uh easy to go through. That's that. All right. Perfect. You guys can find us at Habs Nightly on Twitter and Instagram or any other social media in which you need to find our podcast. You can find Corey at the Bayou Benders on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys once again for listening. It's been a long one. It's been a fun one. It's good to be back. And without further ado, that'll be Habs Nightly for today. Thank you guys for listening and hope to catch you next week. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.